Hey everyone, welcome to Sacral, Sacral Stimulation. Stimulation. It's been so long since we did that. I know, I was thinking about this morning. I'm like, it's been a while since we recorded. Yeah. Hi, we are here with our second ever um, on virtual. over the phone virtual yeah. Virtual interview, interview with, with someone that I'm super fucking excited Ooh. to have, Jen Speed. If you don't know who Jen Speed is, you got to check her out. Um, I, I don't know. I've been trying to get you to come on. We like You were on my list like the very first time we sat down and we were like, woman in Cleveland, woman in like our hood that we want to talk to and chat and have on here to share like their magic. Yeah. You were on our list, so it's like season two, full circle, you're here, and I thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me, ladies. Yeah. So we were we were chatting a little bit yesterday, and I asked Jen kind of what was on her heart and what she really felt like we, we could discuss today, and um, I'll kind of let you kind of take it over, Jen, to basically say what you were just saying a second ago. We can just jump right mm-hmm. into it. We're going to dive right in. Yes. Conversations. <laughs> uh, my husband jokes that mornings are for coffee and contemplation. If you've watched Stranger Things, uh-huh. I believe it's, I don't remember lines he does. But um, this is a really good topic, I feel, that we can contemplate on this morning. And that's like the, the sister friendship one. And when I say sister it can mean blood. It can mean, you know, those close friendships that we cultivate in early childhood and how um, that plays a role in how we connect to women in our adult life. And, um, Britt, I was just saying that, you know, I have two very, very close friends and the three of us, we have very different upbringings, mm-hmm. very different experiences in life. And very different friendship experiences. And when you bring those adult women together, you know, navigating those older wounds, um, they they tend to pop up, and um, they can really limit us in how we interact and experience women in our adult life. Mm-hmm. And how do we heal that so that we don't miss out on like these amazing women that you like see on the street or you see on Instagram like we've never met in person I don't think no I feel like I know you though because I stalk you so I feel like yeah I know you we're like Same. friends <laughs> but Same. no we like, haven't. when I talk about you you are my friend and yeah. like, you're my friend because like um the energy you give and the connection that I've made with you just over Instagram and it's being open to like actually receiving that mm. versus this woman is out there with her tits and ass every day. And I'm like, God damn, she's a powerful woman. Mm. But little Jen, old Jen would have been really like threatened by that would have mm. been really like, um, threatens not really the word, but really, um, intimidated. Oh my God. Yeah. Intimidated. Thank you. That You're is welcome. the word. I, yes. I rarely because... know the word. So, <laughs> So not to loop human design into this, but my brain only, I shouldn't say only functions. It functions better at, in the evening. I'm an mm. indirect determination. Mm. So mm. I do my best work at night, but that's okay. I have my coffee. Yes. <laughs> so I might, I might not be able to come up with the right word. But that's okay. What is your human your design, Jen? Say that again. What is your human design? I am a manifesting generator. Mm. I am a four, six profile, um, which 
community is like my thing, like friendship, cultivating deep friendships, Mm. deep connections with people is so part of my design. So when I look back at my childhood and I look at the friendships that I had, damn, like I just wanted, like I can remember watching Golden Girls Mm. as a really young kid um, and going, I want that. And I didn't have it. So Mm. I would do anything just to have friendship. Yeah. Anything Mm -hmm. at the cost of myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, having that like understanding now as an adult woman of how my energy and how I'm meant to like flow through this world. No wonder I wanted that so deeply. It's so, it's like, it's in my stardust. It's who I'm supposed to be. Right. And then, um, yeah, so I'm a, um, four, six manifesting generator. And is the four, the community line? Cause I have a four line. I'm a four one. The, the four line is um, the infinite friend um, or the opportunist is like the traditional um, human design verbiage yeah. that Ra created. But I've followed many mentors and learned from many different people. And I love the infinite friend um, title of that line. Um, and that is the one with that deep, deep desire and deep connection to community. Mm. And like, not just like, the amount of friends you have, but the quality of friends. That part. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just you talking, I'm thinking back to like, I, I've worked, I've sat with sister wounds and friendship wounds a lot in my life because I was, you know, the, where I grew up, my friends were proximity based. Like we grew up in, you know, our hood, our hood, that was my friends, the people who lived on my block the people who lived on the other block were not our friends. You know, we were very just like pack animals kind of. And it was mm-hmm. like um, this way I was brought up to think that like love and friendship had a lot to do with like loyalty and sacrifice. And like if you do it, I do it. And if you hurt, I hurt. And, you know, like we had this, mm-hmm. we had that like vibration kind of ingrained into us. And two of my best friends like I'm talking when I gave birth to my daughter um and when me and my husband moved into like our first house as like a young couple like two of my best friends were like boys that grew up on my block with me like my brothers like from diapers to you know first boy you know like so that was my crew it was me and them two and I had this I had these sister wounds deep you know where it's it's societal a lot of it like where mm-hmm. we like pin like girls are catty and girls fight and you know little girls are mean yeah i every day my daughter goes to high school i just like send her off with like a bubble of protection and love <sighs> because she's going through this right now and it's like it's interesting to see her like do discovering these sister wounds and my daughter is just like I don't know, I feel like every mom says this, but, like, they just don't make them like her anymore, you know they what don't. I mean? I'm just, like, she's so, like, she's she's struggling right now finding, like, friendships where people aren't being mean or catty or want to talk about other people or just, like, you know, normal high school, high school girl shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting and, to and see And I it. attribute, I don't want to attribute it all to, to TV because that's, that's, such a, a, I don't want to say a cop out, but it's not the only thing, but we bring 
to our parenting what we experienced, right? Unless mm-hmm. we are willing to look at what we experienced and go, we're not going to do that to our kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think there's a whole generation of people who are doing that right now, like reparenting themselves as they are parenting their children. Word. Rewind and that I, part. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Um, and it's hard. It's hard. But then you're also coming up against, and I noticed this with my daughter. She So my oldest is 10. She's going to be 11 in November. And um, it's really, like, easy if you want to get something done, telling your kid, like, go ahead, go watch your show. And there's been a couple times where I've, like, in the background, I have heard how these girls are talking to each other. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you right? watching? And this, <laughs> right, right. This, is, this is Disney, mm-hmm. right? Disney. And I'm like, okay. So I get it that they have to create drama for the show. There has to be drama for the show. But again, like, how do you teach a 10-year-old who has zero life experience, like um, a second of life experience, that this is a sitcom? Mm-hmm. And this, they're characters that are created to be this way. And in life, you don't have 30 minutes to clean shit up. Yeah. I it wish someone would have told up. me that like when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Because life would have been a lot different for me if I knew that, like, TV was just not, like, TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. real life, I mean. And, and I remember when Mean Girls came out. I remember watching it. I was older when it came out. And I was like, holy shit, did they, did somebody follow me around? Because mm-hmm. this shit, like, happened. Like, I didn't, like, get in with the popular girls. But I remember being complimented and, like, going, oh, like thank you and they're like oh we're just kidding and I'm like oh shattered in a minute yeah right and it's you know I feel you Britt when you're like little girls are mean and I also feel like what else can we be doing Mm -hmm. because they didn't come out mean they didn't come out mean they've got their defenses up for whatever reason they want to belong they want to seem this way or that way they want the attention of this boy and whatever and um, I really think it comes down to like how mothers are helping girls understand who they are. Yeah. Oh, it's such a big part that you don't like, I mean, my daughter's 15 now. So like you said, the whole reparenting myself as I'm like, there's so many things that I have like sat the fuck down to like sit with and including like just like my faith and like big things that I didn't have being a young young mom and really just trying to figure things out so she's literally had she's been through it all with me and even like now like I'm so grateful and I'm so happy that I have friends who have daughters too and they're they're experiencing we all are experiencing our parenting shit right but they're seeing it in a different way where their daughters are more like meek and quiet and not expressing themselves and afraid to show up and afraid to stand up for themselves and afraid to create boundaries and say, I would rather have no friends than shitty friends and things Mm -hmm. like that. Like I'm seeing that a lot with some of my friends who have like teenage girls or girls, your daughter's age. And I, my daughter from like kindergarten, I remember this exact situation. It's like a core memory for me because I'm like taking her to school one day and I'm like, I get out my car and I go open her door and I'm getting her out of her seat and I'm putting her book bag mm. on her and she steps onto the curb and she face plants and falls on her face in front of everybody. And a group of girls over there are like, ah, and they like start laughing at her and my daughter like gets up and like 
crunches her fist and makes like this angry face and she like said something to them just just like laugh at me again or something like real just like and I'm like she's okay. ready to fight right uh. yeah she was like ready to go and I'm like okay so now that's my thing with my daughter is always like hey like working on the thing of you know don't be a mean girl I remind her all the time don't be a mean girl you know there's a lot of mean there's a lot of things that are mean I remind her all the time like some people's parents because she has these situations she goes through and she just doesn't understand it because she's not that way you know like she's not a mean girl to where she just we don't talk about people here like I don't do that so it's not a thing that she does you know we we speak, we, we're conscious of the shit we say, and she's mm-hmm. she's aware of that. So when she has friends over and she's like, Mom, all she wants to do is, like, talk about this other girl. And me and this other girl, we don't, you know, we're not best friends, but I don't want to, like, talk about her. So it's just a constant reminder of, like, be kind. Yeah. You know, be kind. But I don't want her to be, like, too kind where she's, like, lowering her. It's just, like... You know, it's right. that constant. I tell my daughter every morning before she gets on the bus, and I stole this from, um, uh, it was the live action Cinderella, and I don't even remember when it came out, but you really, it was the first time that you got, someone told the story of Cinderella's mother. Mm. And Cinderella's mother would tell her, have courage, be kind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those two things have mm. courage, have courage to stand up for who you are and for those voices and those knowings you have in your body. Mm-hmm. Right. And then be yeah, kind. Yeah. Like you said, mm-hmm. your daughter, like you don't have to get up and fight these, these little girls, these little girls yeah. can like, I would have loved to have seen the other mothers go, why don't we go see if she's okay? Like, yeah. dang, like what, what a huge opportunity to like cultivate, like we are in this together. Mm-hmm. And to think like that, um, that sectioning off of different tribes of women is starting as young as five and six. I know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's and I think back too to just remembering like my upbringing and like you know my best friend B. You know me and her have been best friends for ten years, and our friendship has changed a lot over the ten years. And especially now, like we are we are our friendship is transforming it's different we're not the same as we were 10 years ago when we both found each other and we actually had a mutual friend my one friend that I grew up with that was always trying so hard he's like you gotta meet this other girl Brittany you're gonna love her you and her are both into the same things and I had such a wound with women that I was like I'm the only Brittany like I don't need any other friends like (laughs) I got you too, like, I'm the only one. yeah, I'm like, I'm not interested. I got a, no new friends, you know, the whole, yeah. <laughs> no new friends, no new friends. That was like my big thing. And when I started to do like this work and just like, you know, sitting with myself and like really looking at like conditioning and like shit that wasn't mine, I opened up to a friendship and it was like the best thing ever. I've never had, like, right? I've had girlfriends, mm-hmm. like, in high school and stuff, like my, my one longtime friend, Regina, who was, you know, on my block with me, a friend that we were friends because we grew up together, you know, and still to this day, she's kind of like a sister. But B was something that I, I resisted with all forces. Hmm. Hmm. And then once I cracked open and let her in, I realized how beautiful sisterhood is and friendship and just like, now I have a handful of really close, beautiful friendships that, like, 
oh my God, I'm so grateful for them. It makes me want to cry sometimes to think like, how was I? And I meet women still this day. I'm going to be 34 next week. Shit, I'm going to be 34 next week. But I meet women all the time my age who are like, oh, I don't, friends are messy or friends are this or friends are this or, you know. A friend heartbreak is the worst heartbreak ever. It really is. I'm sorry. It is so. It is. I think it's worse than like a relationship heartbreak. Because like when it comes to friendships, especially like deep, like, like nurturing and nourishing ones, like you really go places with those well, friends. You, yeah, that you like, let them into yeah. the most intimate parts of you. Yeah. And you know, like, and then when you break up, it's like, damn, like that was really like something. But I think it just goes back to everything in life, like ebbs and flows, you know, like yep. things aren't meant to last forever. And I, th- mm-hmm. I think it makes it really hard when you do break up with a friend of, of you know, especially like a girlfriend especially if you've been through some shit with them too. Like it makes it really hard to come to the realization that like you're in two separate lives and like Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't mesh. And I think it's important to like realize that it's okay if like you go your other way, you're, you're, but you don't have to like talk shit about why it's over. Like, yeah, we just had this. Yeah. And I think that's like, we are conditioned to do that too. Like, it's like, you can't walk out of my life unless I hate you. So let me like talk mad shit about you. And I think that that's also something like when you start to heal these wounds, like you just kind of realize like, Hey, like, it's cool. Like we're not on the same, we're not Mm -hmm. on the same wavelength. And like, you've got your life. I've got mine. Like, hopefully we come back together. I'll hit you up for, you know, a couple times a year, see how you're doing. But like, I'm not going to call you when like Mm -hmm. shit goes, you know, shit goes south to be like, help, like listen to me, like talk to me or, you know, anything like that. Because normally, you know, back in the day, if you, like, when you wanted someone out of your life, you, you know, you just, you hated them. And it was like, well, this bitch fucked my my boyfriend, so, like, fuck her, you know? But I, one of my really good friends, I was, I was hooking up with her boyfriend in high school. And, like, we're still friends. Because, like, we found out. And I was like, I'm not, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know. And, like, we're still Mm -hmm. friends. And it's possible. You don't have to, like, hate someone all the time (laughs) for sure for sure you brought up some really great um gosh I could talk about all of this all day long Mm -hmm. um but I I wanted to say a couple things um one like when I'm working with whether it's a a one-on-one client or I'm in group session um with central embodiment courses Mm -hmm. this does come up a lot where women are struggling because they have a friend or a friendship circle that just doesn't seem aligned anymore and they're like I don't know what to do I was like well you don't have to fire anybody. Like you don't right. have to go in and be like, you're fired as my friend. And this is why I mean, like, you don't have to like do all of that. It can just be that they slip away. It yeah. could just be that you're not as available to that energy, to that person, to that circle, right? You don't have to be available to it and let it la- gradually slip away. And then there are those that do like just snap, like they break almost like if you've ever worn a mala or a mala bracelet, it breaks when you no longer need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gives way when that that adornment yeah. mm-hmm. has served its purpose. Mm-hmm. And I view that like break in a friendship as heart wrenching as it might be. It's like, okay, that season's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? We we don't need this this interaction. Neither one of us needs this interaction anymore. And we can go our separate ways. And again, like there doesn't have to be any hate. 
behind Mm -hmm. it. And again, like, I think we're just so conditioned to, well, if you're not with me, then you're against me. Right. And that shit, like, Mm -hmm. you, you take that everywhere walking down the street. Like you see some, like, it's survival. I can't tell you how many times I have seen women that I am just like, they blow me away and I will pay them a compliment and they look at me like, who the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you've got mm-hmm. like some trust. Like there mm-hmm. is like huge trust issues in receiving anything from another woman. And it's because we've been so conditioned to see them as competition. Yeah. Competition for men, competition for jobs, competition for attention competition for whatever yeah yeah like you were saying about like the tv and shit like the the drama of oh you know she's fucking my man or she wants my man or she wants my job job, or she wants my life other stories Mm -hmm. well when you said disney i think back to disney and we've talked about this on the podcast where even like the disney shows that we've watched growing up like the cinderella's all the princess ones right like there's always an evil fucking stepmom Yes, who someone. like wants to like make your life I, miserable? I know this fly is like <laughs> all up in it. Um, there's always evil stepsisters. There's yeah. always, you know what I mean? Like, there's never really until more recently where we're seeing like you know the Frozen's and the things where there's these supportive like woman type of friendships. And I've been noticing Disney shifting a lot. This is like such mom talk, but. Like, from back when we watched Disney, when I watched Disney, like I said, I can't think of one princess who had a mom that didn't have an evil stepmom, yeah. right? They all had dads. Yeah. They all had evil yep. stepsisters. They were all looking for the prince's approval. And then now we're seeing things a little bit different. And I love that. I'm happy. And I've been noticing, mm. too, side note, is that Disney's been putting in the ancestors more. Like, there's really yes. not a mom, but they're putting in, like, the grandmas. Like, Coco has the grandma. Yeah. Moana has the grandma, yeah. like right, and I'm really loving. That I know connection. people. I've known people who like they. One of my good friends, she will not. She has never let her daughter watch Disney, ever. Mm-hmm. As like growing up, she's like, no, she. She's but never and see, seen. and that's the thing. It's like, can we shelter them from all the things? Because like that still plays even here with like. I see sometimes, like, on my phone, there's this fucking game that pops up on my phone where there's, like, a girl who, like, looks ugly. She has, like, pimples and, like, like mm-hmm. messy hair. And then there's, like, a group of girls, like, laughing at her. And it's, like, give her the makeover. And I'm, like, is this shit real? Yeah. You know? Like, give her a makeover. Well, even so outside of Disney, there are all those makeover shows. Like, what not to wear. Yes. Like, they would just pick, like, yes. these women chilling in there. There's, like, like... They're like, you're wrong. Yeah, Yeah. kind of even dress like we dress sometimes. And like, no, like you need to wear this. And like, it is, it is everywhere. And I do see it starting to shift and fade, which is also really great, which means that it shifts more of the responsibility onto parents of Mm -hmm. young children to like really enforce what as a collective we are clearly moving towards. Yeah. Right. And and like, the the shows we watch on the tv or whatever like instagram or whatever like we're consuming it's a it's always an opportunity for conversation yeah and i'm finding myself in constant conversation with my oldest daughter because of the stuff that she wants to watch and that's like i don't want to ever make her feel bad for the things that she connects with right Mm -hmm. but i want her to understand that she so she has an open this child, she has two defined centers in human design. Everything else is undefined. So she basically is here to learn a lot. So I have to be open to the fact that she is unsure of 
a lot of stuff and she's meant to try on and taste because she's got that open identity center. Mm -hmm. She's going to be who she is and it's going to be multiple versions of herself depending on who she's around. Yeah. Um, But she does have that defined sacral center coming back to your lovely um, Mm -hmm. global topic, right? Is that (laughs) she, she will, she does have a, deep connection to her inner knowing she's supposed to have that deep connection and I think you know growing up the way that we did we were never shown or modeled what that actually looks like to be connected to that I can remember bits and pieces of my health education and that was I'm going to get a period it's going to be the bane of my existence don't get pregnant unless you're married but I mean you're you're how old like 12 learning this information so you're not getting married but you know be careful because that'll fuck up your life mm-hmm. um and that was the extent of it there was no like and then they I, can, I can also remember SCDs. hearing like the stupid joke boys or guys i even hear it told today i don't trust anything that leads for seven days and still lives yeah fuck out of here you are scared of the fact that i can bleed for seven days mm-hmm. and still and live, live. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. that's, that's what that is what yeah. was but what was is... like your mom's relationship um did she have oh. like close friends growing up like that you've seen her being like friendly with other women mm. you know um growing up so I try to talk to my mom about this because so we lost my dad three years three years ago. Just it, we just had the three year um, anniversary, if you will, of mm-hmm. his passing. Um, and I've been trying to get her to um, start living again. And so it's like, well, who were her friends? And she did. Um, my parents had another couple that they were very close with, and. Um, he they they ended up like moving out of the we we moved or they moved out of the neighborhood Uh, my parents moved out of the neighborhood when we you know our kids kids their kids were old and um, out of the house so that friendship kind of um it didn't it faded it faded they still were in contact with each other but these were people who this couple was somebody who um, they had coffee with, so <laughs> there was a little, um, donut shop at like the end of our street. Like we lived on a very busy street and then there was a main intersection and it had like a coffee shop or, um, donut shop mm-hmm. and they would go and get coffee and smoke cigarettes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like once a week they would be down there with this. I would say that that was my mother's closest friend growing up, but like she was a cheerleader growing up. She was popular in high school from what I understand, but getting her to talk about this, mm. she don't talk about it. Yeah. Either she doesn't remember it or she doesn't want to talk about it. She was Scorpio, so she was like, you know, like my mom's Scorpio too. <laughs> <laughs> both of my parents were Scorpios, and me and my brother are both Capricorn, so it was uh, oh my gosh, friggin' rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so I, I would say her closest friend, like in adulthood, was me. Yeah. Like, she got diagnosed with cancer in, I want to say, my late, 
early 20s maybe I'm trying to think of when this was early 20s and I you know would pick her up from her chemo my dad would take her to chemo and then he'd have to go to work and I'd take her home and we'd lay in bed we'd watch Roseanne and which was a show we we were never allowed to watch it as kids Mm. because you know the kids were so disrespectful to their parents but like you know she would nap whatever we came we became very close um during that time and like she became my best friend and I would say the same for her but like right now no she does not have like she has her sisters but again like she's the oldest of six kids and she was out and living her Mm -hmm. life and no like I didn't have a model of sisterhood friendship yeah and even like growing up with three older sisters I have two sisters from my dad's first marriage which they were there was uh, my dad's first marriage ended badly so there was a lot of bad blood there and kids were used as pawns from what I understand Mm -hmm. um so I didn't really have a relationship with them and then my oldest sister um from you know the same parents she like it's a very different place right now but she you know growing up she she was cruel yeah she was mean um mm-hmm. and so i i came into adulthood with like well shit i'm fucked yeah. and you can't make new friends as an adult and i don't have any friends right like mm-hmm. any friends like i had a friend a very good friend she moved out to new york met a boy stayed in new york um and then i met another friend and her and her husband moved to North Carolina and I'm just like, everybody moves away. Everybody leaves. Right. That was Mm -hmm. my biggest thing. Like everybody leaves. So coming into the friendships I have now with Andrew and Rachel, um, there was a part of me that was always waiting for them to leave. Mm. Yeah. So I was in, in my mind, in my view, um, clingy, like desperately wanting to mm. be with them, desperately wanting to hang out. And if I didn't get a text or this or that, or, you know, and at the time, like I was friends with Anjo and I were friends and then Rachel and I were friends. And then I brought all of us together. And then we're in, again, like I, watching this friendship grow and being open. That's the biggest thing is not allowing like that fear that they're going to leave, um, choke out the friendship mm-hmm. because I can look at Anjua and see how she interacts with friends. And I can look at Rachel and see how her interaction with friends goes. And I can take, um, what I know to be true and not the stories I like to tell myself, or, you know, we like to tell ourselves mm-hmm. and like calm myself down. If I'm ever in my head about this friendship, because this friendship is, nothing like anything I've ever had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it comes back to being willing to let go of the story of everybody leaves. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not good enough. Everybody mm-hmm. leaves, um, to going, no, I am. And if they do leave, that's not me. That's them. Yeah. Kind of thing. I love this conversation. I told mm-hmm. you a little bit because like I'm, I'm experiencing this right now and I'm a projector and I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, discover my thoughts as I'm saying them so this podcast and these conversations really help me like okay that's how that's how I fucking feel about it I hear it out loud I Mm -hmm. hear I can say it and just what you're saying it's like so many things came to mind just like me and B you know for instance that's and that's the thing like that's like my 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 best friend like you know the person that I'm with and talk to all the time 
And when we first got together, I can see how like, you know, 10 years ago, my toxic traits of that loyalty that I'm clawing my fucking claws into you and like that you're mine and we're friends and Mm -hmm. it's us. And if you go to dinner with someone else, I'm like, oh, you're with your other friend, even though it was playful. And I am a woman's woman in general. Like I love women and I love friends and I'm the more the merrier. You know what I mean? My human design environment is the marketplace. So I like to be in lots of mix (laughs) of people, you know, like I love that shit. But I also had those, like, toxic, like, conditionings from just, like, growing up in, like, a pack animal setting where I'm just, like, you know, oh, well, you went to lunch with someone else without me, you know? And, like, over time, obviously, knowing that I have a safe a safe friendship, one that, like, I don't have to be, like, you can have other friends. I can have other friends. That doesn't take away from our connection or our our friendship, you know? Like, it doesn't matter if you have 10 other best friends, like, we're still, you know what I mean? So that was like mm-hmm. a big thing that I had to kind of navigate through earlier on in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you have long-term friendships and we, I mean, we were adults when we became friends. We were, you know, 23 years old. She just got married. We both were having babies, you know? So mm-hmm. I never thought you could form friendships as adults because we didn't grow up together. We weren't from, you know, like it just, it didn't wasn't right. a thing in my head. Mm-hmm. So just seeing us like come together and be so like obsessive with each other as friends, just like, oh my God, like wanting to do every single thing together and like never, like it reminded me of when I was like a little girl and like my cousin would come over and I'm like, you got to stay here all weekend. Like I just mm-hmm. couldn't get enough mm-hmm. of it. You know, it felt so good. And then seeing us like, that's the thing. It's like we we've had these conversations together because we are on different paths right now of our healing and our stage and where we're at. And we get scared sometimes. We're like, does this mean like our friendship is over yeah. or if it's ending or like what's happening? Because it is that fade kind of where the things we've just we were like this alongside each other and then we both kind of like crossed and now we have some space and some different practices and like things that we're focusing on and like primary like areas of interest and it doesn't give us the time to be shoved up each other's ass like we always were and that was scary for both of us because we're like does this mean like we're not friends anymore and it's like no it's just it's like our friendship is just evolving Evolving. yeah like can I tell you what I just saw in my head yeah I feel like I need to share this with you so I literally saw, like, if you look at an over an aerial shot of a roundabout traffic circle, I see the two of you doing this, mm. and it's coming. It's gonna come back. It's mm-hmm. gonna come back. Like I see it. Like you guys were traveling this way, and then it just goes like this, yeah. and then you guys are gonna come back. Yeah. Like that's what I see in my head. And I feel mm-hmm. that too. And I feel that because I know, like, you know, our 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 connection was so our. the whole 10 year it just it's been so many things you know so it's just it is a it is a tender space that her and I are in right now because we've we've been so similar on so many things for so long Mm -hmm. and over these last couple years like and and that's the thing you can have differences and be friends and that's a and that's something else that I'm learning too like you know we don't have to have every belief the same and we don't have to have the same practices and what I find medicine in this part of my life 
may not be her medicine right now. And like, mm -hmm. we're seeing that and it's just, this is, this is the thing that I do too, is because I, I don't let people in often. And then, well, I don't want to say that anymore, but that used to be my story, right? Mm -hmm. Is that mm -hmm. it took a lot for me to let people in. And when I did, I claw on and you're mine forever. And mm -hmm. th this was like a, a habit and a, a pattern that I'm seeing myself kind of move through and just being okay with like, like you said, the distance and trusting that if we're meant to come back as deep and as shoved up each other's ass as we mm. were before, you know, <laughs> then it will. And if not, it's okay. It doesn't mean it's like, there's no bad blood. Forever. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no, yeah. like, there's no not. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to, to watch it. Yeah. And then I freak okay. out because then I'm like, I'm 34. And if it's like, if be like, even Kale's, you and I, our friendship over the years, you know, just like. And it started later in life too, because yeah. I, I was like that too. I mean, my mom had nobody when I was growing up and she was trying to like hide my dad's addiction the whole time. So this bitch wasn't letting mm. anybody in ever. Mm -hmm. um, because even like back I mean, it still kind of has the stigma now, but back in the 90s, like, you didn't want to tell anybody that you had a drug problem. Yeah. Like, at all. Mm -mm. And so, like, meeting like meeting you, even when we first met, like, in my head, I was like, this girl will never be my friend. Like, it was mm -hmm. always just, every time I would meet a girl, it would be like, she'll never be my friend. She'll never be my friend. And if she is, she's going to leave. So, like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Like, oh. I'm not going to let her in. But... You know, it got to a point where, like, I, like, everything in my life fell apart. And I was like, I need people. So even if I let people in for just, like, this little spot, like, this is what I need right now. But even from that moment, like, from that time in my life, like, some really great things have evolved. But it was hard. Mm -hmm. Like, it was hard to, like, trust women and, like, um, you know, like, because I've been in a lot of situations where, like, I was fucking someone else's man or someone was, a lot of women fucked my man in yeah. high school. So like I, but, but it wasn't them. It was his hoe ass. Like, <laughs> and Thank so, you. Yeah, it was his I'm hoe waiting. ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and even back then, like I remember in the beginning I would hate on them, but then like, I mean, I was with his, I was with him for way too long, but after years of it happening, like I got to a point where I was like, motherfucker this is you like this isn't mm -hmm. and he tore like he ripped my soul out so like I had to rebuild from what he ripped apart but I also had to like rebuild from like all of those like co like competitive vibes yeah. with like all of these women and like at the end of the day like he would have fucked anyone so like there was no reason to compete because like right. any girl who came over he would have like yeah. done the same thing so it had nothing to do with me but it takes so long to like rewrite all of that and like one yes. like once you do it, i mean for me once i did like life just got so much more beautiful yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so yeah. it's so crazy to think back of like just like growing up and just how how those paradigms and yeah. like conditionings like form formulate like it, it's it's crazy like even thinking back now just like how how where I grew up like and how I grew up like it was it was 
catty and mean. Like, people fought a lot, but there wasn't a lot of, like, talking shit behind people's back and stuff. It wasn't really like that. At least, at least for me, you it know, just like, it out. yeah, it was fighting <laughs> like, out. I got like, to yeah, say. <laughs> period. Like, that was, that was really how it was. Like, I didn't understand. Like, it was very clear who you fucked with and who you didn't like in my high school. And it was mm. usually, like I said, proximity. It was like West 130th versus Bosworth versus that, you know, like there was very, you knew who was your people be based on that, you know? And then I remember like leaving my high school and going to hair school as like a young mom. And my hair school was in North Olmsted. It really wasn't even far from where I grew mm. up, but it had a mix of different women, like women from, Amherst, like places I haven't heard, but just like different upbringings than I had. And I would go into okay. hair school and everybody had an opinion in hair school. And it was like, even when I told people I was in hair school, they're like, oh my God, you are in school with women, lots of women. Like, isn't there lots of drama yeah. and lots of stress and lots of like, and it just wasn't a thing for me because like I, yeah. even as a young age, like I wasn't a shit talker because that's not how you did it where I was from. Mm -hmm. Like if you talk shit, right. you would have to come face to face with your maker, you know? Like, so I was, I was taught from a very young age to like watch what the fuck I say, you mm -hmm. know, because mm. I, you don't, what you say in private it, it it is a topic that will, you will have to discuss one day with the person you're saying it about, right? So mm -hmm. that that's something that I always had within me and I I'm just very cautious of like if they weren't here would I say this and it how you know so it it was weird for me to go to this school with all these women who I would go into the lunchroom and they would be talking like mad shit about and in my head I'm like girl you guys are gonna have to fight this out like, yeah. right, like you know when, when is this happening because I want to steer clear and I right? seriously but, but then they, they wouldn't but then like the next day they would be like together yes, and it yes. like for me to see it like because I like for my daughter she sees that all the time in her school mm -hmm. like the like the real fake or I, I mean not yeah just like you really don't like someone but you like like all of that was new to me because yeah. I'd never yeah. experienced that so I was just like weren't you just saying you didn't like I was so confused <laughs> with it <laughs> and obviously like when you become an adult you just can't like fight people anymore and stuff <laughs> no. right you know like you, that's silly to think that that's even yeah. like a way to resolve problems but it's just it was it was a big culture shock for me to just be in a space where women were so open like everybody did it the talking shit and the behind people's backs everyone did it it just was like acceptable yeah you know like right? everyone was like that's just what we do yeah. when they're not here we talk shit about them when we come back we're cool with and i'm just like wait a minute Hold on. <laughs> wait a minute Hold on. right and that shit like builds up over yeah. time and those stories start to snowball from like they did it once to now they're doing it all the time yeah. well then you gotta they think like if they're time. doing it about them they're doing it about, about me and then these mm -hmm. people can't be trusted so then you build that wall up again where you're just like i just i started to do that like i just don't want to be a part of any of it yeah. because it's all fake mm -hmm. You know, which is right. not true. It's a story. Like, yeah. it is, right. and you it, know. It, I think it comes back to, again, like, what I'm hearing us all say is that we weren't really modeled via our parents mm -hmm. or what we got shown in, you know, um, entertainment mm -hmm. was how, other than the Golden Girls who were, you know. Fucking Golden Girls. We love them. <laughs> Seriously. Right. But that was, like, <laughs> that, that was the only, that's, like, the only, um, 
example, I can remember seeing a tight group of women, but they even like talk shit about each other Mm -hmm. um, from time to time on the show. And it was just like, we weren't modeled anything different. So when we get in interaction with women, the programming, and it's funny because I like referred to this, um, to my friend Rachel, that DOS, like if you remember early computers, the DOS operating system, like that shit stuck. Like that is like, sometimes we revert back to our DOS operating system where we're like, I don't know how to interact, so I'm going to go back to what that programming was. And it was like, I need something to talk about. I need to bring value to this, and I'm going to provide my opinion, and it's going to be about this other person. Whether Mm. And and you know, you know when you're doing it, and it doesn't feel good, but for whatever reason, and and it's the the, I want to to belong, Mm -hmm. I want to connect, right? Especially for those four lines, right? So we, we will utilize that womb space and operate from that versus our womb space Mm -hmm. that knows different, that knows a loving relationship with a woman, that knows a caring and nurturing friendship is not without struggle, but we know how to navigate those struggles without the um, fears, without the judgments, and without the... um, I, I love how you how you describe it as like get my claws in you and cling to you without mm-hmm. that neediness, right? Yeah. Where we have been told that we need to have this or that um, for value in our life, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And it's and it's not true. It's not true. And we can like really look at how we um, are reacting to women, mm-hmm. whether it's in our circle or in the world around us. Um, we can start. Pausing and coming from a place of response versus reaction. Because mm, the reaction yeah. is the old story. The reaction is the DOS. The yeah. reaction is those things that we've been shown over and over and over again in, inter- in entertainment um, of how women are supposed to act. But yeah. we know differently. Yeah. yeah. We know that we can be in a room with somebody who is shy, with somebody who is vocal, with somebody who is just completely in their... Um, essence and not feel threatened by it not feel intimidated by it we can Mm -hmm. admire it and go that is amazing for her yeah Yeah. and if you're listening to this and you're someone who's in that space of like friendship where you're realizing that vibrationally the conversations are you know not aligned with like who you are and where you're going like it does get easier because like I was going through that like earlier on in like you know just like it, it, I don't have those situations anymore as, as often where I'm in circle with people and I have to redirect the energy or the conversation or when someone does do that and they go to their DOS system and they say, hey, let's talk shit about anybody, even if it's fucking Cardi B or the thing on here or the person who came, like they just want to talk to feel the space. I have a really beautiful way of like, seeing it in the other way and mm. doing that to where like oh if we're gonna talk about that person we're gonna talk about them in their light and we're gonna yeah. talk about them in their highest presence in their highest like because i could do that babe if you want to talk about jen speed i can't tell you how many times bitch you've been brought up in conversations mm. but always in the space of like she's doing her magic like i i can't wait to connect with her hug with her in person mm. see her and like there have been times in the past where like just old programming someone would say did you see what this bitch is doing now and I'm like good for her because and just switching that like 
conversation yes. to be like, no, no, she's following her heart, like whatever. And then people now they know, like my daughter tells me this too, cause she's going through this with her friends who always want to come over here and like bash another person. And I'm like, all you have to do is you don't have to like give them a lecture on it. Just okay. spread some light, spread some love. And eventually they're going to be like, every time they throw some bullshit at you about someone else and you just hug it and hold it with love and put yeah. it back down. Like it don't happen for me anymore. Nobody comes here in my space and talk shit about anybody because yeah. it's just not a thing, a vibration that exists. Like we don't. Well, and also, <laughs> like, yeah. And also like gating the voice to be like, Hey, like, I'm not going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And, like, we can be friends. But sometimes when you do it like that, though, it, it's, like, it shames people. And, again, like, when you're shaming them for that, like, That's true. that yeah. DOS programming, like, yeah. I can see it. Because, like, my daughter, she told me she did that to one of her friends. And she's like, every time you come over here, you're talking, you know, shit about someone else. And it kind of, like, shut the girl down. And maybe, you know, sometimes yeah. you need to have those, yeah. like, sometimes you got to yeah. fucking say it. Because sometimes they won't. Yeah, like, but. They will, you can't get it. Friend. That, yeah. You know, when I had like, other friends move away, like her and I got close, and she texted me the one day, and it was something about somebody else, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, not engage, like, I'm actively not engaging in the gossip conversations yeah. anymore. Like, it's just not what I want to be doing. And I had moved so much in my own personal growth where. And I tried to bring her along with me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we all have that friend that we're just like, look, like, here's what I'm seeing, and here's here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to try it. And this person was like, nah, 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 nah. And then bringing this gossip, was like, I'm not, I didn't say I'm not doing it. I'm trying to remember what I said to her, but I was just like, oh, okay, or something like that. And just not wanting to engage in the conversation, and that was the end of it. Yeah. We mm -hmm. haven't spoken since. And you know what? There was part of me that was just like that old wound space of I need to like hold on to my friends yeah. that wanted to like reach back out and be like, Hey, like, sorry, not a, but I'm not sorry. Like, I love that you set that beautiful boundary without it being an electric fence, right? Yeah. Like you don't have to like blast that. somebody with your boundaries, right? You can just, you know, dance um, around them. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to do this. When they throw you the ball, you're like spinning it and then yeah. you like roll it back. Like, right. no, like I'm not like, yeah, you just like play with it. Like, like that time you were at Nelson's with, yeah, the, with the, the magic eight ball. Yeah, the magic eight but ball. But I, I guess it's oh like, my gosh. I, I mean, this is why like we do this work to just like know ourselves and like recheck yeah. in with yeah. our womb space, our womb energy and like that type of shit because... You, it's really difficult sometimes knowing when to let it end mm -hmm. and when to give it space and when to nurture it or you know what I mean like that's a really interesting space to be in you know because mm -hmm. I have moved away from people too you know like m growing up my cousin was like the one female friend that I had <laughs> that we were really close because we were blood. So that, you know, mm -hmm. obviously mm -hmm. me, my cousin and my sister, we were close, but, um, she just passed away this year, actually earlier this oh. year, but just seeing like, and, and that's another thing too, you know, like holding on to things and grabbing things, um, is because of that, because like death was something like growing up that it just, it, it's like a, I look at it now and it's like a beautiful like lesson, but it's a curse too, where I've experienced so much death so young that it like always keeps me humble to be like, nothing is that fucking serious, bitch. Like if I go back down to the biggest 
the biggest, darkest cloud. I'm like, but you're alive. And like one day you won't be. And one day the people you love won't be. And it's like that like real shocking truth that like brings me back to like gratitude, but also like I'm seeing now how that is like a trauma wound too, to where I've allowed a lot of bullshit and like things that don't always feel good because I'm like, well, this person's going to die because we all are going to die, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I would I would make excuses for a lot of like things that, that don't feel good because of that. So it's like, this is the beautiful thing about this practice is like the shadows can sit on your fucking shoulder your whole life and you don't even know until you're like, hey man. <clears throat> when did you get here? Yeah. Where right. you come from? Right. Like, this full moon right now, like, what this full moon is, like, mm. showing me, bro, like, I, like, was sitting with it yesterday, and, like, I realized how I'm contributing to a lot of the fuckery in my close relationships and friendships because I have this need to resolve any anxiety or mm. any disease in my energy field right away, where if I don't feel good or something's in my stomach, like, I'm, like... I feel it. I say it all the time. Like, I feel it in the ethers, bitch. Like, something's wrong. Like, you're yeah. not saying it. Like, what is it that you got to say? Like, I'm that person who's, like, not confrontational at all, but just, like, what's happening? Like, let's talk about it right now. We need to get oh, to the bottom of this. That's yeah. your projector energy, right? Yeah. That's yeah. you, like, sensing what other people, they might not even know it. They, mm -hmm. they may not even know that they got this vibe coming off of them. And you're like, girl, I... Something's I'm like, something's on. here, yeah. you know, but right. and, and I'm noticing right. now that like, I have to sit with that sometimes because like, even with my husband, like there's sometimes I'm like, I'll feel it, you know, like I know something's up and we'll be like at a birthday party with his friends and it's just not the time. But inside of me, if the energy is like irritated or anxious, mm -hmm. I have to resolve it right away. And it's like. I don't know. That's just something right now that I'm like, holy shit, I've been doing that my whole life and now it's going to be different yeah. because I see it. So let me ask you this, because I think this like just brings us full circle. So this is an observation you made about yourself and the energy that you can sense. And as a projector, if they're not ready to hear it, they ain't going to hear it yeah. and it's not going to go well. Right. And that's why. So, this... right. What do you do with that? What do you do with that need to resolve if you can't resolve how do you process that well right now just becoming aware of it i know it's going to change because i never seen it before i didn't understand it i was just like no i prioritize feeling good and when i don't feel good i fix it and right. that was something that was mm -hmm. kind of like a good thing that i viewed about myself mm -hmm. <clears throat> which it is for some people they need that medicine right and for me i needed that mm -hmm. at one point but now my medicine is learning to sit with discomfort because it's not always about me you know like my husband takes longer to process shit and he can sit with his pain and his discomfort <clears throat> and not respond <clears throat> but um what was the other not react but respond to situations right because mm -hmm. he can like really sit with the emotion and then talk about it in a better space where is I he emotionally that. defined is he an emotional? I'm not sure his human design, but he um, he definitely has taught me over the years how to express emotion. And, like, he's always been good at, like, because he doesn't just react, mm -hmm. you know? He sits with it, and he's like, okay, this is how I feel, you know? So I've, I'm learning that, like, 
giving it space, giving it time. I don't need to resolve it right away. So just mm-hmm. I'm learning how to hold myself and just like keep my nervous system regulated while I'm in those anxious spaces. Because like you said, as a projector, you need that invitation. You need that space to open up so it doesn't like... Because I kept wondering why I was meeting everyone. And I'm like, I don't care. We got to fix it now. And they're like, it's not the time. And I'm like, it's my time, you know? So it's yeah. like... And I've been doing it forever and I didn't even fucking notice it as a problem. Mm-hmm. I noticed it as a, not a problem, but like as an area that I, I obviously want to shift, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we can seriously talk about this all day, but um, yeah. we have like four minutes left of recording time. So <laughs> why don't you give us a little idea of what you do, Jen? Because we haven't talked about like oh. what you do. Yeah. Um, and then we can um, get, you we back can on. get you back on. <laughs> yeah, because I, like I said, I can talk about this. Um, one, you ladies are so easy, easy to talk to. And I think, again, like that is a myth that we have been um, given is that it's hard to talk to women, but it's not when we are willing to op- right. be open and receive. But what I do, gosh, what don't I do? Being a manifesting generator, I have a lot of interest. Um, the biggest thing that I do is I work either one-on-one or in small groups with women to um, help them learn and understand their own energy, Mm. Um, connect deeply with their own energy so that they can learn to trust it versus seeking it elsewhere. Mm. Um, I I call that the the sensual embodiment series. Um, And then I also do card readings, intuitive card readings. Um, I dabble, I don't dabble, but I create essential oil blends, which I would love to send um, some to you too, um, as a thank you for having me on. Yeah. I actually have, um, I have it here because it's my second day of bleeding. Um, mm. but it's my, um, moon magic, which is, um, sacral and menstrual support, um, oil. Yes. Um, which, um, is something that again, like having a, um, almost tween daughter cultivating a new relationship with our cycle. And again, like I think that comes back to just really understanding our own energy and honoring it and not allowing ourselves to um, put others ahead of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we can still be great mothers, but take care of ourselves first. We can still be great friends to our girlfriends, but take care of ourselves Mm, first. We can still be great lovers and still take care of ourselves first. Yes. Right. Um, And that's what I really like. I feel like I am here to do is to help women who grew up as I did, not necessarily this younger generation, because I feel like they're in like the best of hands um, because women are starting to wake up. Women are starting to wake up and understand that they have so much more power than they realize. And we can recognize it in each other and we can recognize it in ourselves. There is so much more possibility. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Oh, I love you so much, Jen. And we just oh, and I do human design readings too. So Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what what is your Instagram? So we're, we'll put it in the show notes yeah. too, but mm-hmm. it's just J speed. J speed. Nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Check her out on Instagram. We'll, we'll actually, um, when this releases, we'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. We'll blast it all over Seiko Stimulation. Check her out. Check out our work. Do you do human design readings too still? 
I do foundation manuals. So okay. it's you send me your information. I put together a personalized manual. I've seen for you. some it's of those. Twenty plus pages. They're oh, bomb. Yeah. They're Amazing. bomb. I, some one of my friends got one from you, and mm. I seen it. And yeah, I would love to talk to you about doing that for yoga teacher training too, or something yeah. like that. That'll be oh, cool. That'd yes, be let's That'll do be it. Good. Well, we love okay. you so much. We do. Thank, thank you, you so much for getting up early too. for us. And thank you, everyone, Check for out listening. Her Magic, guys. Yeah. And send us thank your you. sister womb stories. Yeah. Bye. Bye.